post-workout podcast by your guy Johnny. Make sure you subscribe to the channel. This is the man. This is the podcast. Make sure you subscribe. Leave your comments. Like. Share this podcast. What's up, guys? So welcome to today's episode of the podcast. I'll be speaking with my good friend, Gino, who's one of the top real estate agents in the GTA. I want to showcase him because he's gone through it. He's gone through the trials and tribulations, and he's still going through it, and he manages to push through. He's managed to build himself a brand where he's becoming notorious. He's building an identity for himself, and I want to showcase that to you guys because he understands what it takes. He understands what needs to happen in order for him to progress and to become a better version of himself. So without further ado, I give you Gino. This one's on. That one's on. All right. Cool, man. What's up, Gino? How are you? I'm good. How are you, man? Good. So I just wanted to pretty much bring you on because... I knew that I knew from I knew you back in high school, right? Here and off, actually, great. Yeah, great. Grade eleven and twelve is when I pretty much met you. Yeah. And then we were, like, we were pretty on and off, as friends wise after high school. Um, and then we were just on our own journeys. And the reason why I wanted to showcase that was because everyone starts somewhere, and the people in my community have a don't know where they're going especially specifically with fitness they kind of know what to do they know how to get to the gym they know exactly what needs to be done they just don't know how now the reason why i want you on is because i feel it's very relatable right people can relate to you you can relate to them because it's it's much closer than having someone who's like a billionaire right it's like it's very in- it's so I didn't tell you, I am a billionaire now, of course right 100 <laughs> percent, right i totally know you are yeah. right it, it's a I know you're going to get there. And that's why I want to highlight that. I want to showcase the ordinary person to someone who wants to just, just get fitness. And I feel that those mindsets kind of correlate. So I want to kind of start with your upbringing. Like, what was it like growing up in Durham region? Yeah, I mean, it was good. I'm fortunate. I, I mean, you don't get to pick your family. You don't get to pick your parents. Um, but I'm fortunate. I have great parents that raised me well. Um, you know, I, basketball was a huge contributing factor to the man I am. Yeah. It was a big part of my childhood and really shaping the person I am and a lot of my core beliefs and values, if that makes sense. Right. So, so you say basketball. basketball I knew, yeah. <laughs> I remember going in grade nine, I think you were already in grade 10 at the time. Yeah. And like, I remember you being huge. Yeah. Like you were, you were Mr. Big Shot. Like no, I no offense, right? Anyways, yeah, you were Mr. Big Shot. Like how how did basketball come to you? So basketball, uh, like I come from a family of basketball players. My my dad was a basketball player. All my uncles on my dad's side were, you know, when they were younger, were big time basketball players. On my mom's side, same thing. All my uncles played basketball. So it was just natural. I mean, as soon as I could walk, I had a ball in my hands and I was shooting that on that Fisher Price net. Right? <laughs> um, and it was, it probably wasn't until, I would say about grade three, was when I started, I was still pretty young, but I started yeah. taking basketball serious and I started thinking, hey, I'm, I'm pretty good at this, right? Yeah. So 
naturally I think we gravitate towards the things that we're good at and I'm sure my dad had a big you know part in that as far yeah. as directing me when I was young there's a reason why I, I had it's a funny ball in my hands. it's funny you say that because I remember one time I went to church yeah. one day and I, I saw you there okay. and you were with your dad and I think uh, I don't know so you were with your your friend at the time and your dad was wearing like an NBA jacket. Probably. I'm not sure if he still has that leather jacket, but like it's it was pretty cool. I'm like, oh, that's where he gets it from. He came to my house the other day and he's like, you like my uh, new basketball jacket? That's awesome. Like, nothing's changed. That's nothing's awesome. Changed. So, from high school, I would say that you're you're fairly popular, right? Like people knew about you, so that you kind of had that athletic mentality. So coming from high school, where did you end up? Yeah, so, again, going back to basketball, in high school, my identity was really basketball, right? Um, and you mentioned about being popular. I think, you know, when we went to Notre Dame, if you played on the basketball team, like, that gave you some social... Some type of notoriety, yeah. Exactly. And being, you know, the team captain and one of the top players on the team, um, you know, naturally, you know, naturally... So, and where I was going with that, basketball was my plan A, plan B, plan C. If you were to interview, you know, grade 11, grade 12, Gino, and you asked, you know, where do you see yourself in five, ten years, I would say in the NBA, right? Um, and I really thought that basketball was my ticket to stardom, so to speak. And again, that was, that was my identity, was basketball. Um, I had a really bad injury in my last year that still haunts me to this day. I'm um, still actively pursuing physio, Cairo, RMT on a regular basis you know, for this particular issue. But it was after that injury where I, I just couldn't play the same. I couldn't play at the same level. My recovery, um, you know, was was terrible. And uh, I had the option where I could go back to to Notre Dame for that fifth year, which I didn't need to do grade wide, grades wise. Um, but I would have to do if I wanted to get the type of scholarships and a couple offers um, to go to the states but it wasn't they were division two schools they were division one um, and i decided you know what that's i'm not going to do that i, I didn't want to wear that purple <laughs> uniform any any longer i hear you um so i took a year off and i can remember my parents saying you know we're we didn't raise you to be a bum so if you're not going to be going to school you're gonna you're gonna be getting a job so i got a job at cibc back office and I uh, pushed papers around for about a year. I also worked part-time at Foot Locker. Um, later went to school to, uh, I went to York University for business. Um, dropped out after two years because I was spending two years, I spent two years at York University and I just realized that having a job wasn't for me. <laughs> self-employed, I had to be my own boss. Um, so I left that, pursued a career in finance, had a failed career in finance, and then I got into real estate. And um, that's where I am in a nutshell today. <laughs> so I kind of want to dive deep into that because a lot of people, including myself, struggle with that, struggle with overcoming, okay. right? Struggle with when, when there's a, uh, an obstacle in the way, whether it be, you know, an injury, um, you know, accepting the fact that you're not going to go to the NBA, um, accepting that finance is not for you, uh, working in the back office of a bank is not for you, um, and then obviously coming to real estate. So what was that action that you had to take and that thought process you had to take to overcome those obstacles? 
Yeah, so that's kind of a loaded question. I can answer that in a lot of different ways. Okay. But I would just say, um, as far as from an action standpoint, is I kept moving forward. What happened, and I look at a lot of guys that I played basketball with that were equally as good at me, some you know even better than me, um, that didn't quite, maybe they played pro, not in the NBA, but maybe they played pro overseas, but they didn't have the career that they wanted. And again, because their identity was so tied to basketball, it was devastating. Like it was devastating for me once I, you know, hung up my shoes and retired, so yeah. to speak, because that was my identity, right? And what I think a lot of people do, and again, going back to those friends that I have, I look at a lot of those friends that now, and I say this respectfully, but they're not, they're not really doing much with their life. They're working a dead end job. They hate their boss, hate, hate their life. Like they're just miserable because after basketball, they just gave up. Right? Where I think, you know, by just taking action and taking a step forward, put that left foot in front of the right, then the right foot mm -hmm. in front of the... Did you understand what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, 100%. Do, trying different things, doing different things, mm -hmm. exposing yourself to different areas of interest and not being so tied to the person that you think you are yeah. and exploring the person that you actually are. Because, again, it was what led me into finding if it wasn't for my uh, short career in finance, I wouldn't be where I am today in, in real estate. Mm -hmm. uh, but I had the courage to try something new. And if yeah. it wasn't for my failed you know, basketball career, if you will, I yeah. wouldn't have gotten into finance, which again has led me to the person I am today and has led me to have and be and do everything. You know, This moment right now yeah. is a byproduct of everything I've experienced, the good, the bad, the ugly, and it's those failures, so to speak, that has led to a lot of my successes. That's so again, amazing. like you said, it's the, the action, just doing something. Just try, try yeah. shit. Can I say shit on the... Yeah, of course, man. Just try stuff. This is me you're talking about, man. <laughs> uh, but just trying, exposing yourself to different shit and different stuff mm -hmm. to see what you like, what you're good at, and being flexible mm -hmm. in where the future, what the future yeah. has in store for you. Does that make no, sense? No, that totally makes sense. So that actually relative. leads to into a more focused question where yeah. how do you know which is the one? Like, cause we, you all hear like, at least as a personal trainer and as a, like a fitness coach, I'm like, do your set, get it over with. Yeah. Right now, so when it comes to a career, it's obviously much more loaded and much more okay. broad. Yeah. So how do you, how do you know if something is right for you, right? Like you picked finance because you, for some reason you wanted to pick finance. And then obviously you, it led you to real estate, but then you ran with fucking real estate. I did. Like you fucking ran. My back was up against right? the wall. Exactly. And, yeah. So what, how do you know when to run? So that's a great question. And I've been running my whole life, man. <laughs> yeah, man. That's what I mean, man. Yeah. And that's the thing. So, like, if you cut me open, like, I just have hustle and ambition in my DNA. I don't know why I'm the way I am. And to be honest with you, and I know that sounds sexy, and a lot of people, because of, especially people maybe it's great marketing. Your, well, exactly. But especially the people tuning into your podcast, you're going to probably be familiar with, you know, Joe Rogan and yeah. you know, Gary Vee and, you know, a lot of the guys 100%. in the fitness world. And that's a sexy topic. But trust me, that ambition and that hustle has caused a lot of stress in my life, too. It's not always, yeah. you know, glamorous and, yeah. and sexy, so Cause, to speak. Because it's almost like you see something shine and you're like, I want that. Exactly. I'm going to go get that. Yeah. And then when it's it can't, when you quote unquote can't attain it, it's like, fuck. 
what do I do? Yeah. Well, for me, I have a hard time sometimes unplugging, right? And, you know, I go on a lot of vacations and I enjoy that, but even when I'm sleeping, I wake up sometimes with, with thoughts and ideas and I'm jotting it in my phone. I'll be, you know, at home with Shane and my girlfriend and, you know, she'll sometimes be like, you're not listening to me, right? And <laughs> she's talking to me and we're, we were engaged in a conversation, but then my mind is trapped as has wandered and I, I got this idea that I, I, I got to pursue, right? And mm-hmm. um, I was having this conversation with my business partner earlier today that I, I wish there was 36 hours in a day. Even 36 hours, I For think sure. would be enough time. But there's just so much to do, right? So much to do and... Um, yeah, I mean, having goals and not attain those goals, that can be stressful. You put a lot of pressure on, on yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, but going back to your question as far as, correct me if I'm wrong, but your question was when do you know that this is... Yeah, this when do you know to yeah. run? Like, obviously, you hear the, the term, your back's against the wall, right? You're probably dead-end broke. Sure. You have... I don't know, right, right. Or, like, for people, specifically in my program, they got families. You know, they're stuck at a dead-end job, right? Quote-unquote stuck. Yep. You, we all know about, you could quit, Absolutely. but you don't, it, whatever, right? It's comfortable for you. Yeah. But how do you know whichever career you pick to run with it? So my answer to that uh, is I don't think you ever do run or ever do know for sure that this is the one. Um, because I thought basketball was that for me, failed. Mm-hmm. I then thought finance was that for me, failed. Mm-hmm. I've n- I now think real estate is that for me, having failed, right? I was going to say yeah, but I'm not going <laughs> to I've been able to, you know, and I, you know, to a lot of people, I'm considered very successful in that world and in that industry, mm-hmm. so to speak. And, you know, it's, it's try, fail, try, fail, yeah. try, fail, try, succeeding, yeah. right? And I, that's where, going back to what I said earlier, I think you need to be open and flexible, but the challenge is what a lot of people, my take, are waiting, they're waiting for that perfect opportunity. They're waiting for the stars and the moon to align and you know them to get that right feeling and that epiphany and God to tell them or whatever, you know their inner self or their higher self to, to feel yeah. or to say that this is the opportunity to run with. Where my personal thoughts, I don't think and I'm only speaking from experience. Maybe some people have had that aha and epiphany-like moment. I never did, right? And that's where I was joking around that I've always been running where if I am going to invest and I'm, I'm using the word invest very strategically, wisely, very mindfully, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah. Um, because it is. You're investing your time in an endeavor. And if it's not something that you're 110% in on, you should be 110% out on. Right. Does that make sense? Because even if you do fail, and a lot like of that. people spend a lot of their life avoiding failure. I like right? that, yeah. Where if you're avoiding failure, you're not opening yourself up for true success. And I don't care if that's in relationships, I don't care if that's in business, mm-hmm. I don't care, you know, I'm speaking a lot from an entrepreneurial mindset, yeah. but in business, in finance, you know, how you do one thing is how you do everything and what's true in one area is often true in other areas yeah for right? sure so. no and so let's talk about real estate okay let's talk about real estate <laughs> you know a little bit about that yeah so why real estate well, I'll give you the short story why real estate so <laughs> we discussed basketball yeah. we discussed finance so it's all um, it's all correlated and it's all like I said everything I've been through has brought me to where I am today um, I was 
I was coached by this guy when I was in at a basketball camp when I was in grade three, three or four. I was okay. young. And this basketball coach of mine later on became a very successful realtor and a very successful team. When I got started in finance, I was told by a mentor of mine that people who are influential in the community need to know what you do. So mm. I thought, okay. So I started jotting down notes. Who do I know that's super successful and influential in the community? And this basketball coach of mine that I have in, because again, he coached me in grade three or four, so however you roll then, I got into finance when I was about 19, 20. Um, and I haven't talked to, I didn't talk to that coach since I was a young kid, since that basketball okay. kid. So when I started brainstorming and jotting down the people that I know that are you know, figures within the community, he was top of that list. So I reached out to him via Facebook and I got together with him to share with him what I was doing now in, in finance. And he would reach out to me religiously two, three times a year saying, Joe, are you making all the money you want to make? Are you achieving all the success you want to, you want to achieve? Um, if not, I'd love to have you come on board. I'd love to, you to be a part of the team. I think you'd be amazing in real estate. And I always, I thought it was kind of laughable, right? I thought, I, I'd never do real estate, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Um, and again, going back to what I said, this is why you need to be flexible because never turned into one of the greatest decisions that I ever made. And when I made the decision, about four years, four and a half years into my financial services career, I had an office that I was paying expenses. Um, I had more money going out than what was coming in, and I got to a point like I had sleepless nights. You know, I I, I had nights where I'd literally be in my bed crying, like I was dying inside, but nobody around me knew it because I was giving my all to this career. Yeah. But I wasn't yielding any return on on my time. Your ROI, was, man. Like, yeah. There you go. That ROI, right? So. I can remember one night, and I still remember this vividly. I was in bed, I couldn't sleep. It was like three, four o'clock in the morning, and I take my iPad open, and I go onto Facebook, because what else do you do to try to make yourself feel better? Right. Just live vicariously through everybody else's life. Of course, life. of course. So I went on Facebook, and sure enough, this guy, um, his status pops up, and hey, just came back from, something along the lines, of just came back from an amazing vacation with the team, super excited about the new year. And that would have been January 2015. And I thought, what the hell? This guy reaches out to me religiously every couple of years, asking me if I'm making all the money that you know I want to be making, if I'm achieving all the success and results. And I've been lying to him all these years, saying, yeah, man, I'm, I'm good. Thanks for reaching <laughs> out to me, but I'm good. And I just had that realization that, you know, I already had that realization that yeah. I'm not good. And I started exploring, what else do I do? Because I thought, I can't go back to school. Um, we already established the MBA, you know, wasn't tall enough, wasn't the yeah. right color, but it's true, white man can't jump, you know, <laughs> yeah. but that, that wasn't going to be, be that path anymore, right? So when, you know, he popped up on my Facebook feed, I, I reached out to him. I didn't even think twice about it, I, I reached out to him, and within a couple of days, I was in his office, I met with him, uh, a couple of days later, I was registered for my real estate courses. They said if I did this full time and I literally invested every waking second into getting my real estate license, that I would be licensed within six to eight months. I did it in three and a half months. Amazing. And ever since then, I've been selling real estate. 
That's and amazing. That's, the, that's amazing. Believe it or not, that's the short story. No, that's yeah. too. That's that's really, really intriguing. Yeah. Because a lot of people, even if you want to dumb it down to just fitness, yeah. they don't want to do the trial and error. They they don't want to step into the gym and look sure. like an idiot. Yeah. Right. They don't want to. They don't want to be the the non-expert. Sure. Everybody wants to be the expert right away. I get it. Right. They want to look the part when they walk into that type of environment. Um, but all said and done, like fitness is about health. Fitness is literally about your longevity on this planet. And when you're a high performer, when you're stressed, when you have all these things that go through your mind, fitness is there because it has to be. Your body's meant to move. And if you want to be such of a high performer, you got to supply your body with fuel. And a lot of people don't understand that. And then when people come back to themselves, they say that I'm so stressed, I'm too tired. I'm like, well, what if you ate a meal? Or what if you trained your body to handle such stress, right? And there's no such stress other than physical stress. You can be emotional, you can be sad, you can be mad, you can be angry, but you lift fucking 300 pounds, I promise you, it's stressful, right? More stress than anything. So I wanna lead into this because it is a fitness podcast. I know that you've, You've done a 10K before, right? I've done a half marathon. Half marathon. Just 21. 21K. Okay. I've done done that a few times. I've done several 10Ks. Yeah. And I know you're, you've spoke to me about yoga. Yeah. Right? What is, what in yoga has intrigued you? Yeah. So I got started with yoga. Again, going back to my injury, I tried so many different forms of therapy. Um, You know, I stretch religiously uh, and nothing was helping that out. So my girlfriend is big into yoga and has been huge. Huge. And she was always, you know, you should try yoga, you should try yoga. So I started yoga with her and yoga was the first thing that really started allowing some relief for that. It was my hip flexor groin area. Right. Um, and it was really the first thing that I was able to do that gave me relief, right? Wow. So that's how I got started in yoga. Um, and now I, I would say I, I, the last couple months I've been doing yoga a little bit less than I would like to with my recent business change and all that. But I was up to a point where I was, I was going to uh, the yoga studio about mm-hmm. four times a week. Now yeah. it's probably about two. Um, so I got to get back on. Yeah, for sure. Back. But man, it's huge. I need to be... To do something where you're sweating and you're physical and especially something like yoga which allows your body to be limber um, it's huge man it's what huge. would you say your your strong points with fitness and health like eating wise what whatever right what would you say your strength is my strength is I would say my openness to learn and grow and what I mean by that is so I just recently we were talking about this prior to the podcast I got my meal prep right to this yeah. side here um, so I do meal prep now right it's from it's all organic a lot of greens a lot of vegetables mm-hmm. and that's a big part of fitness as you know yeah. me not only Arnold Schwarzenegger the Filipino <laughs> version of Arnold Schwarzenegger in the gym retired Arnold there you go yeah but also too fitness being a you know serious into nutrition and, and all that um, so I have the meal prep so that I found cutting back on carbs eating a lot of greens eating a lot of veggies have still having high protein that's been you know huge as far as energy wise right. for me 
even so I, I, met, I do yoga a couple times a week, I'm in the gym a couple times a week. Um, you know, my goals aren't maybe what a lot of your viewers' goals would be, and, and I don't know, right? Mm -hmm. um, but I don't have a goal to compete in a competition or to, you know, to yeah. be big and buff and all that. I just want to optimize my day. I want to look good, I want to feel healthy, yeah. I want to have optimal energy. Um, so, you know, I, I watch podcasts, I talk to guys like you, like how many times have I reached out to you yeah. for tips and pointers. I'm fortunate where a couple of my closest friends are serious, you know, nutrition and food junkies. So, naturally that kind of uh, rubs off on me, so to speak, and I'm able to pick up different tricks or tips mm -hmm. to maximize you know the the time that I am willing to invest yeah. right in my health and fitness and so forth, but to maximize that so I can maximize my day yeah. So how has that helped you in real estate? Um, it gives me more energy. I'm able to work longer days with uh, more alertness. Mm -hmm. So what would you say your weakness is? My weakness would probably be staying consistent. My priority, although I recognize the importance of health and working out and, and having the proper diet, I'm not the most consistent because my number one, two, and three priority is work, is my business. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm, and it, it's a choice. I've, I've made that choice, right? Um, but with that being said, because I told you the benefits, and I'm sure if I yeah. dedicated more time, energy, and effort to my fitness... In the long term. Correct. Yeah. And I'd have more longevity. I'd, I'd probably even have more mental awareness. I'd yeah. probably have even more physical energy. So I am very much in spurts. Yeah. Um, where I'm never not doing anything, mm -hmm. but there are definitely times where I'm in the gym, doing yoga, eating healthier, my yeah. Than other times. How important is to have that in your conscience, like in the back of your mind? How important is that to have? Specifically, to have what? To have like knowing that shit. I got. I got to eat something. Or like you know, maybe you've had a long day. Yeah. You haven't eaten anything, and it's just like, whoa, I got. I can't do this. Right. Huge. Right. And for me, I would say it's sometimes even the opposite because I love food. Like I don't <laughs> know how. I, I'm. I'm gift. I'm not gifted. I'm blessed to have good genes or have a high metabolism. Yeah. But I eat and what I notice, although I may not gain weight, I notice when I eat a lot, I feel lethargic. <laughs> <laughs> For <laughs> sure. So sometimes it's choosing not to overeat as opposed to, like, I never leave the house without eating breakfast. Mm -hmm. Never. Uh, the only time I would is if I'm meeting someone for breakfast. Right. For a breakfast meeting. But other than that, even when I travel, I, I don't leave the hotel. Like, the first thing I need to do, I wake up. I jump in the shower and then I eat, right? Like that's just, that's my routine. Uh, so when I hear people say like, oh, I haven't eaten anything all day, to me, I don't eat, like it doesn't even compute in my mind. <laughs> I will not miss lunch, I will not miss dinner, I just, I just don't, right? So for me, it's not overeating because I enjoy food so much <laughs> and that I find gives me more energy and eating the right things, right? So I've incorporated a lot more, like even, I'm constantly going out for lunches and dinners with clients and um, you know, just with work and so forth. Mm -hmm. So it's very easy to order that burger and fries, right? So now I find when I am eating out, although I do have the meal prep, when I am eating out, I'm going to choose maybe a salad option. Nice. Um, whether that's in addition to that burger and fries <laughs> or whether that's in replacement. I'm, I'm much more conscious yeah. of that. So how hard, has that, how hard has that control been for you? 
Not hard at all. I'm, no. I'm the type of person that when I make up my mind and I prioritize, because it's all about, hey, if this is important and I'm choosing for this to be important, it's done. It's done. So if I once I've made the decision that, hey, I've got to maybe eat less carbs, get off that yeah. Italian diet, that's all pizza and, and, and pasta, right? Um, and eat a little bit more lean, be a little bit more conscious yeah. of what I'm eating. It's just a decision. You decide and you just do it. Okay. So I'm gonna, we're going to end this episode, but I want to end it with some questions, some off-the-cuff okay. questions. Um, I see you on Instagram a lot. Yep. Right? Well, lately, right? Um, what's your Instagram about? Is there a theme? Like, I know obviously it's real estate, promote your brand, but what is... What's the underlying theme? Yeah, I would say real estate, lifestyle, motivation. So I started being a little bit more mindful of what I'm putting out there. I've actually been posting a little bit less, but being a little bit more content. Quality. Quality over quantity. And again, you could, I could be back in this chair in a month from now. My philosophy and thoughts on it could this change, day, right? And again, going back to what I said, be flexible, yeah. <laughs> be open. Um, but I would say, yeah, again, real estate, lifestyle, and I don't know if motivation or inspiration, but you know, and I, I find I'm inspired when I see somebody, whether it's a you know an influencer, whether it's a friend of mine such as yourself, or you know somebody who's something positive with their life, and they post a cool pic with you know a little write up about you know where they're at mentally or what they've been up to or what they're doing and just a little bit of insight into what's going on mm-hmm. behind the curtain so to speak um, so I try to do that every once in a while with just you know some food for thought some you know if I'm inspired I want to share that with people and naturally you know real estate is a big part of my life and Instagram is a is an opportunity for me to market myself it's a tool it's a tool um, so what are some things that you have to get done every single day to be you non-negotiables non-negotiables okay a big thing like i said stretching because of my injury and i struggled with this for a period of time where i hated the fact that i had to stretch because uh, i'm at the point like if i if i don't stretch for 15 20 minutes before i leave my house i'm gonna have a very painful day i'm probably gonna be walking with a limp and it's just gonna be like it sucks and i went through periods where i didn't stretch and I battled with that mentally, where now I just accepted it. Hey, this is who I am, I have this injury, you know, I, I just gotta do this. So I will literally not leave my house without stretching. That's a big thing. Um, I'm big on filling my mind with enriching material, enriching content. Whether that be reading a book, whether that be you know, having Audible playing in my car when I'm driving, whether that being um, listening to a podcast, whether that be Joe Rogan, whether that be something real estate specific, um, Anthony Robbins. So just enriching my mind with empowering shit. Yeah. Stuff, right? 100%. Yeah. What are you grateful for? Grateful to have the opportunity to podcast. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Okay. So my my sure. first podcast, Cheers. hopefully first of many. Awesome. Uh, yeah, of course. I'm grateful. I'm not going anywhere. I hope not. I'm grateful for you reaching out to me. I'm grateful for our friendship. 
I'm grateful for all my loved ones, my family, my girlfriend, my friends, I'm grateful for my clients, the people that entrust me with helping them with such a large purchase or such a large sale, uh, which is real estate. You know, I, I don't take that for granted. I'm grateful that people give me that opportunity. Yeah. I'm grateful to be in a, in a country where I don't have to be worried, walk out of my house and worried about bombs going off or gunshots or, you know, I hate the weather we've been having, but I'm grateful <laughs> for the political system. Maybe not the political system, but I'm grateful for the country I live in. <laughs> I could keep going on. No, of course, I could. What's, uh, what's the greatest change that has happened to you within, uh, within you the past 10 years? That is a really good question. Repeat that again. I want that to kind of... Yeah. Um, what's the greatest change that has happened to you or within you in the past 10 years? I would say the realization that I am in control of my life. I am not in control of what you do. I'm not in control of what happens out there. But I get to choose how I perceive what is happening around me and in turn that allows me to shape the world I live in. And that to me and you know I like that. Mind, yeah, I like that. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. So what's your what's the best advice you've ever received by anyone or anywhere? The best advice I've ever received. A story for you. Sure. I'm making a quick story. Sure. So it was my basketball coach, Mr. Dobson, Coach Dobson. I'll never forget this. I played for the Wildcats, and Coach Dobson was known for being a hard ass. And I would have been anywhere from grade five to grade seven. Okay. Okay. And I remember I sprained my finger. We were in a tournament, and I sprained my finger. And I went to him, and I was hemming and hawing, and I went to him. You know, letting him know prior to the next game that, hey coach, I won't be suiting up, I can't play, I have a sprained finger. And I, it was, I think it was my, my tune, my index that I Did you jam it? I can't remember exactly okay. what happened, but I remember it was swollen like a balloon. And I remember going to him before the game, and um, I remember him, and again, I'm great, five, six or yeah, seven. Yeah, it's like kid. 10 to 12. Yeah. I'm a child. And I remember him looking at me in the eyes, putting his one hand on my shoulder and saying, no problem, Gino. It's a, you're a man, and it's your decision to make. Again, I'm five, six, or seven. Yeah. I'm not really a man. Yeah. But he said, you're a man. You're going to make the decision that you want to make. I suggest you suit up, and I suggest you keep in mind that it's only pain, but it's your call. And then he walked away. And I remember just being like, what the frick, right? uh, That's intense. That's intense. And I remember suiting up that game. Yeah. And I remember in the warm-up, I taped up my fingers, and I was in a lot of pain. But I, I played through it. And I remember he started me, but took me off there shortly after. And he rested me up. Yeah. And it was his way of trying to push me mentally. Because obviously him taking me off, yeah. let, allowing me to sit for the majority of the game, was him looking out for my, my best interest yeah. to make sure it didn't get worse. But he challenged me mentally. Yeah. Like, hey, like, it is only pain. And, you know, and I, I've used that as a metaphor in my life so many times where whether I'm physically exhausted or you know I've come up against an obstacle and you know this is it's only pain 
it's, it's only pain and I can get the eyes. Mm -hmm. So that advice, uh, I don't know if that's so much direct advice, but indirect advice has shaped, has always stuck with me and has shaped so many decisions I've, I've made in my life. I like that. Yeah. That's pretty cool, especially at ten. Yeah. <laughs> if I ever see him again, I'm gonna stop him and shake his hand and thank him for that. Lesson. For sure. Um, what keeps you awake at night? Like, what's your kryptonite? You have a bad habit. Like, what keeps you awake at night? Um, what keeps me awake at night? Do you have any fears? Fear of failure. Fear of not tapping into my true potential um, in all areas of my life. You know, I, I, I'd say one of my biggest fears would be at the end of this life and, you know, being 80-something, 90-something, maybe even 100 years old, and looking back at my life and thinking, I could have done better, I could have done more, I could have been better, you know, whether that be business, whether that be in my, you know, personal relationships, whether that, you know, I'm not married right now, but, you know, when I am married as a, as a husband, I don't have kids right now, but as a father, um, you know, that, that, that scares me. And it's a, I'd say a healthy motivator that allows me to keep pushing myself. Uh, it also puts a lot of pressure and stress on myself, but I'd say that is something, I, I wouldn't say that keeps me up at night, but it's definitely something that I, I think about cool. often. Just a couple more. Um, yeah. So leading off that, where do you see yourself in 10 years? So as you know, I've recently left the real estate team that I was with, with um, dreams, visions, and an action plan to be the number one seller, to build a team of my own and to be the number one selling team within the Durham region. And then from there, take it to the number one selling team in all of Ontario. And I know that is a wildly ambitious goal, but it's something that I'm committed all to. All within 10 years? Absolutely, right? And it's something that I, I plan on, you know, executing on. And so that's where I see myself in 10 years. Leading a team that is the number one, a real estate team that's the number one selling team yeah. in Ontario. Yeah, man, I see it. I, I, I see your work ethic. I, I see it in your, just your aura. I, I see it happening. Um, last one. Okay. What advice would you give the kid that reminds you of you? drunk night once in Montreal, um, Jory Norm, so if he's watching this, it's a big shout out, but I remember him, we're in Montreal, and this is about four or five years ago, him saying something, he said, you gotta just trust the timing of your life, and I remember that stuck with me, I can remember stopping him, getting him to repeat that, I remember writing that in my phone, and a couple months later, I actually got that tattooed on me, trust the timing of your life, and like I said at the beginning of this talk, I've created a lot of unnecessary stress and pressure in my life having these goals, having these desires, having these ambitions, and you know, putting an immense amount of pressure on myself that I, I gotta do this, I gotta achieve this, I gotta be this, I gotta do that. And you know, I when I look back on you know my adult life, my whole life really, I could have probably had a much more effortless journey to where I am today if I without putting that pressure and stress and shit's gonna happen good bad and indifferent and just have the confidence in yourself 
uh, to trust in yourself that no matter what is put in front of you, you will overcome it, you will be victorious, and just trust the timing of your life. Because I look at some of the worst things that happened to me in my life, they've also, not in that, I wouldn't have seen it in the moment, but in hindsight, hindsight's 2020, right? But looking back, they've been some of the greatest blessings that I've had. So if I knew that, or if I was able to tell, my, if my present self was able to tell my childhood self, my, the young version of me, I think I would have experienced a lot less pressure, stress, and anxiety throughout that journey. Cool. Yeah. Well, Gino, it's been a pleasure. Absolutely. I appreciate you coming out. Um, if you could do me a favor yeah. and do a little intro for me for the podcast, okay. right? It's called the Post Workout Podcast. If you could do a little intro into that camera. I greatly appreciate that. All right. Cool. All right. What's it called? Post. The post workout podcast. You told me this before. Yeah, too. man. <laughs>